This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey, everyone. Thinking Sideways podcast, as always. I'm Devin, joined by... Joe. And Steve. And Steve. And Steve. And Steve. And Joe. And, and Joe. And Devin. And Devin. <laughs> It's, you know, the trio. We're uh, like the, the Scoobies. Uh, as you can tell, we're already trying to pad this episode out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a quick one. We, I hope. I mean, every time we say it's going to be a quick one, it ends up being actually like much longer than we think it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, it's because you guys ramble on endlessly. Listen, sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay. That's... Joe won't stop talking again. Yeah. <sighs> Shocking. So we're going to talk a little bit about the monster with 21 faces. It's got a bunch of different, like, AKAs, but we're just going to call it the monster with 21 faces. Yeah. Cool? Cool. cool. Works for me. Cool. So our mystery starts mysteriously, okay, but we are going to do a little background first. Um, have you ever, have you guys ever had Pocky? You know, I never have. I mean, I've seen it. You? I've seen it. I've seen it. I've never had it. It's one of my favorite it. snacks. Actually, at work, sometimes people are like, hey, we're going to get Pocky, and I'm like, for me? And they're like, no, to sell, and I'm like, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> but I want to eat it all. That's the worst. So it's, um, for those of you who don't know what Pocky is, Google it probably is the best way, um, but it's these like kind of um, biscuit sticks that are dipped in chocolate mm-hmm. is the best way I can describe them. Sometimes they have sprinkles and other little silly yeah, things on them. Yeah, or they're dipped in like, you know, creamy, caramel caramel or, or strawberry flavors or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. a confection. Yes. Made in, made in what country? Yeah, Japan. Made okay. in Japan. Um, and the company that makes it is called Izakai Glico. Glico is how I would say that word, mm-hmm. right? My Japanese is not on point, I will be honest with you, so I'm going to be mispronouncing a lot of these words. I apologize in advance. And I can't remember how we decided we were going to pronounce this. It's Morinaga. 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 Morinaga is is another large confectionery producer in um, Japan. And I'm not, I couldn't tell if they actually export to America or not. A lot of their stuff was labeled in English, but I, I couldn't. I would imagine if they're putting it in English, they're probably selling it in this country. Maybe. I would think so. But yeah. I, I can't totally 
So I, I couldn't tell. I mean, I've, I've been to huge, there's huge Asian market stores, supermarkets here in, mm-hmm. in our city, and I yeah. see a lot of this stuff there. So I've got to imagine that it's probably la- labeled in both for export for those kind of situations. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, um, and as a other side note, um, the monster with 21 faces has never been identified. So for, for all we know, it could just be one person. Or um, a, but a I'm, bunch of people. I'm going to go ahead and just for the purposes of this story, I'm going to assume that it was more than one person and use plural pronouns just to like throw that out. Okay. Right. Yep. Know. Nope. That makes sense. Okay. So here we go. Mysterious start. Everyone yeah. ready? Okay. Let's All right. It. March 18th, 1984 at 9 a.m. Two masked men, one armed with a pistol, the other armed with a rifle enter Katsin. How do you say that? How would you say Katsuhisa. that? Katsuhisa. No, Katsuhisa. 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 Yeah, that sounds good. Katsuhisa. Yeah. They tied Izakai's wife and daughter up, believing the two men were just like regular robbers. Izakai's wife tried to negotiate them for uh, her freedom and her daughter's freedom in exchange for money, but they said, no, we, that's not what we want. They cut the telephone lines and stormed into the bathroom where Izakai and his other two children were hiding. Uh, the two men abducted Izakai only and held him captive in a warehouse. And I know I didn't mention this before, but Izakai is of Izakai Glico fame. He is the president of Izakai Glico. Or at least he's, he was, he's the he was then. Anyway. At least he was then. Yeah. He's the dude. He's the owner, the CEO, yeah. the yeah. grand poobah, the if you will. The candy man. The yeah. grand poobah. He is the yeah. candy man. He is the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, the director of Glico was contacted and the people who contacted him, presumably the kidnappers, demanded a ransom of 1 billion yen and 100 kilograms, um, that's just over 220 pounds for our American listeners, of gold bullion. And let's um, just go ahead and say... I think that's gold bullion. Yeah. Not bullion. Yeah, bullion is... Yeah, you can't soup. make soup out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that like there are a lot of places around the internet that say it was 10 pounds, or no. 10 kilograms. Kilograms. Um, but Wikipedia says it was 100. And as we all know, Wikipedia is always right. Boring. Yeah, they're never so wrong. So we're just going to yeah. say it was 100. Well, what the hell? It doesn't matter. Obviously, the director could not act immediately because that's a whole mess of everything. Yes. He couldn't just like in a day produce all those things. So it took him a couple days. I sure would like to have 100 kilos of gold. Just like hanging out. I know. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be pretty awesome. Yeah. It's um, the foundation of my house. Make sure my <laughs> house won't blow away. Oh, man. I Smart should. Move. Where do you live again? Some other place. Okay. So um, because it took the director so long, um, three days later on the 21st of March, Izakai actually escaped. And actually it turns out that perhaps he could have escaped the whole time because he was literally just sitting in a warehouse. Like he wasn't tied up. He wasn't guarded. He wasn't locked up by any records that anybody can kind of... These guys are really terrible at hostage taking? Well, apparently they're really great at hostage holding because it took him three days to figure out that he wasn't being guarded. That's that, That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I've got to admit, that's really weird. That's super that, weird. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put you in this room. Do not try the door handle. I know it says exit, mm. but don't touch that yeah. handle. Well, I think most reasonable human beings, upon being kidnapped, right, and threatened with guns and stuff, they're probably and then be like thrown to into a warehouse, are just going to assume that they're locked or s- assume that somebody's standing on the other side of the door. And when, you know, three days later... You probably don't want to make your captors angry with you. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But, well, he did, actually. Well, I guess I'm just nosy. You know, if I I had been him, though, you know, I wouldn't have have come back and said, yeah, yeah, they just left me unguarded. I would have said, yeah, I was was tied up and everything, or I was handcuffed. I I made it miraculous. Yeah, I I found a a pin lying on the floor and I picked my cuffs, even though they were behind my back, but it took me a while. And then Mm. I I had to to clobber a guard and I had to snatch a weapon from another one and hold him at bay while I made a break for it. Hey, you remember how we were talking about these? episodes being really long <laughs> yeah i'm just saying he, she should have made up a better story you get kidnapped and you escape you want to come up with a better story than that Fair. i'm awesome yeah, i know yeah so actually the kidnappers were not pleased so a couple days later on april 10th of the same year uh three vehicles were set on fire at one of glico's test facilities um, and shortly after, on the 16th, so six days later, there was a tub, a plastic tub, or I guess kind of bucket 
Container. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Container full of hydrochloric acid that was accompanied by a, a threatening note, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, was attached to it. Were left somewhere. It's not totally clear. One of their, their locations. They were. It was found near a Glico test facility. I, I want to know. What is a test facility for a candy manufacturer? Well, yeah, I mean, you have to, like... I I can think of a munitions company. They have a test facility where it's concrete walls so nothing blows up, but it's candy. Yeah, but you got to test all the products. you got to make sure that it's not toxic. you got to make sure that, like, the the sugar content's right. You're right. Okay, okay. Taste test it. I would imagine they probably have... It's like, you know, it's like any testing other thing. They've got these laboratories that are filled with kids that are, like, in cages. And they're feeding this stuff... They're feeding them this stuff like, you know, massive quantities nonstop, you know, for see years. See how hyper to, they get? Yeah, just to see what it does to them. <laughs> oh, it's, I thought it was like Willy Wonka's test facility. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Moving on. So anyway, so after that, what happened? On May 10th, so like, you know, a, a little less than a month later, Glico beca- began receiving letters from uh, the monster with 21 faces. And, you know, because it's Japanese and it's kanji, it's... Uh, Monster with 21 Faces is sometimes translated as the Mystery Man with 21 Faces or the Phantom with 21 Faces. Well, and, and that name, they didn't just make that up. Isn't it from a, yeah. a comic or some no, series of a, it's books? From, it's from a non or from a fiction novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it like the way I would compare it is that like if somebody in America had picked a villain from a Stephen King novel mm-hmm. and decided to take that, it wasn't like some huge Japanese mythology that everybody It would knew. be like saying, and this letter is signed by the Tommyknockers. Yeah, I don't know who the Tommyknockers are. It's signed so by yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Tommyknockers yeah. are a Stephen King novel about a group of really creepy aliens. See, apparently that works out great. They're green. They're mean. Sure. They have a spaceship. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah, so, I think I read that one. You totally read that one. I don't think I did. We've talked about the Tommy Knockers because like, you think, and I. Okay, we're way off topic. Yeah, we're yeah, on, yeah. Keep going, please, Devin. I'm sorry. So, so in the in these letters, uh, the monster with 21 faces claimed to have laced certain Glico products with potassium cyanide. Um, oh, that's not good. It's not great. Nah, I no. just like for the general knowledge of everybody listening, in case you don't know, cyanide, both potassium and sodium mm-hmm. cyanide. Essentially, render your body unable to use the oxygen in your blood. That would be unpleasant. It kills you. It kills you pretty quick. You, you suffocate quite quickly. Yeah, and it's tasteless and odorless and dissolves just like sugar does. Mm. Uh, so, Glico, being a, at least a mildly decent company, pull literally all of their product off of the shelves. Um, this resulted in a twenty-one million dollar or yen. I can't. I don't know really loss and a layoff of about uh, 450 workers. Right. Cause they, they lost so much money. They couldn't afford to pay their people to keep right. working. Yeah. yeah. And they were all part-time people. I think it's yeah, said. they were yeah. all part-time people. I don't know. I mean, you know, it does specify part-time people. I don't think that makes They're, it any less bad. Oh no. Yeah, it's, they, they probably got hired back. I mean, essentially, you know, when you pull your products off the shelves, you're not going to immediately restock them. Probably you're going to, you're going to suspend production for a little bit until you figure out what's going on. And so they probably got hired back. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the monster with 21 faces at the, about the same time wrote a letter, um, threatening to say that they had more of that tampered product. They had purchased a bunch or however procured a bunch of the, the tampered with products and that they were going to place it back on the shelves once Glico restocked mm-hmm. the yeah. shelves. They also sent a letter to the media. It, the, the letters to the media were handwritten and in a very distinct Osaka dialect, which was different than all of the letters that Glico had been uh, receiving. They were all typewritten on a typewriter. Mm-hmm. Here's some of the examples of what were on the letters. Yeah, they're, they're really kind. They're really beautiful. Dear dumb police officers, don't tell a lie. All crimes begin with a lie, as we say in Japan. Don't you know that? Other letters were written to police stations that kind of relayed similar messages. Uh, this one that is often quoted says, Why don't you keep it to yourself? You seem to be at a loss. So why not let us help you? We'll give you a clue. We entered the factory by the front gate. The typewriter we used was a pan writer. The plastic container we used was a piece of street garbage. Monster with 21 faces. Okay. Basically taunting. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's, here's how we did part of it. Uh, don't worry about finding that out. Now try and find us. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Yeah. So, so um, 
And, and it might have been more than taunting. It might have, you know, it could be somebody who actually is uh, having a little fun with them because they're so close to. They're actually working for the company, whatever. They're basically telling the truth, mm. not just taunting them, but well, actually giving them giving them big old clues. Yeah, as it turns out, the monster eventually got bored with their extortion of Clicko because they weren't getting anything. Uh, and or so on, because, or they got something, or maybe they. Got that was something. kind of where I was going to go, but keep keep going. Uh, yeah, but so on uh, June twenty sixth of the same year, so like within the span of just a couple months, um, they released a media statement that said, "We forgive Glico!" exclamation point, and turned their attentions elsewhere. And as a side note, the deeper we at this point really, I mean, we've read a couple of the letters, uh-huh. kind of getting the sense of the monster with twenty one faces. The deeper we get into this story the less believable it becomes. You know, I was kind of like discussing the story with some people and they were like, wow, the monster with 21 faces sounds like it's a five-year-old. Like (laughs) some of the letters that are written to the police, especially as we continue on, sound like it's like a five-year-old or, you know, like a teenager that's like, oh, I see this in the movies. It will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is they say, we forgive Glicko. Uh, that, to me, indicates that Glicko got some letters that they didn't spill the beans on mm. and paid out saying, stop screwing with us. Yeah, it's possible. Stop messing with us and we'll pay you money. That's yeah. possible. I, I Actually, I suspect that uh, Isakai... Isakai Glicko, mm-hmm. Isakai, the president of the company, was mm-hmm. probably behind this whole thing. Uh. So he staged his kidnapping, and he, he arranged for all the notes, everything. Because this gave him a great way after, you know, after he got the forgiveness letter, then he can go harass all of his competitors and, and cost them huge amounts of money and also extort lots of, lots of money from them. Fair. Yeah. So I also want to go ahead and mention another thing that happened. Quickly, before we move on, um, a surveillance video caught a man wearing a Giants baseball cap. Giants, the baseball team, not a giant baseball cap. (laughs) No, No. Giants as in the baseball team from America. Yes. Um, He was wearing that, and they caught him placing Glyco candies on two shelves of a supermarket. Just as that letter had threatened to do. Well, they call him the videotape man, right? They do. Again, it's this whole, like, the, the whole story just sounds like a bad anime or something, right? It's like, ah, you know, as we go into this more, right, the suspects are the videotape man, the fox-eyed man. Yu-Gi-Oh! I saw the videotape man down the street! Yeah. Let's go get him! It does a little bit sound that way. Yeah, the the videotape man, the first thing I thought of is I thought about those times when you go to the store and and you pick up something, it's like, oh, I guess I'll indulge myself, a bag of candy or whatever, and then later on you think, uh, maybe not. You go back and you put it back on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. might, he might not have, you know, it could have just been that Well, it was my guy. understanding that he was putting, like, a fair amount back on. It wasn't, oh, really? like, just a bag or two that it, like, he He's had He's pulling it out of his yeah. pocket, not out of his yeah. basket. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see the video. Myself. I haven't seen the video either. I just either. saw a still from the video. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. We, we only see stills. Yeah, and I guess the footage was released at one point. But, again, this is, you know, the 80s, so it's not like we have the internet to, like, Yeah, it's not easy to access anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, in October of 1984, the same year, Mm -hmm. um, the media of Osaka uh, received a letter addressed to the Moms of the Nation, uh, which was, of course, from the Monster with 21 Faces. This time, it claimed to have laced 20 packages of, oh my gosh, I've forgotten how to say it. Morinaga? Yeah, Morinaga chocolates with sodium cyanide. Instead of, you know... Potassium potassium cyanide. Potassium cyanide. They do the same thing. Okay. They're just as bad. They're both both awful. Yeah. Um, After receiving this letter, the police searched stores in cities of Tokyo. Of Tokyo? All over Japan, actually. From Tokyo to all over the place. Yeah. In that kind of... In the Osaka area. That western Japan Japan area, basically. Well, and you know, Japan is like five or six different islands, but... Right. On that... Yeah. Anyway, um, and they found over a dozen of lethal packages of cocoa balls and angel pies um, before anyone was poisoned. And these packages had actually been like relabeled, like stickers had been put on them to say uh, like danger contains toxins or something similar. Mm-hmm. Which that. is really you're not trying to hide what you're doing at that point. No, no, not but at all. But if we think about things that people have done, remember was it the. Uh, 
the aspirin scare. That was Tylenol. That's Tylenol like... scare. They were saying they 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 injected it into the mix, and so you couldn't tell which ones. But this is yeah. this is very open and in your face. Whereas the the Tylenol scare was very insidious because you did not know. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, that and would... actually, actually, the Tylenol thing was just somebody trying to murder his wife. <laughs> but he went back and put some on the shelves in the store just to just to right. I I know, yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying it's like you but, can't. But yeah, tell. you can't tell. I know. It's like, and I think you know, if this had continued, they might have eventually started putting them on the shelves without putting labels on them. Well, and that was my impression of like the Pocky, for instance, was that it had been part of the mix. They didn't, you know, say, "Oh, we tampered with twenty of these boxes." It was just kind of like a bunch of your stuff is bad. Uh, so they actually continued to search for them, and more tampered confections were found in February of 1985, the year later, uh, which meant that they found 21 um, of these products. So in about a four- or five-month period. Mm-hmm, over, oh, okay. yeah. Which, again, 21 monster with 21 face. Whatever, it's fine. No, I, 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 I see the correlation there. Yeah. Wink, so, wink, that's very sneaky. Uh, somehow, and it's it's really not important how... Because why would it be important how? A deal was made with the monster with 21 faces with a certain other confectionery producer. In basically, the monster with 21 faces would stop harassing them for 500 million yen. And the arrangement. 500 million or 50 million? Oh, I'm sorry, 50 million. Okay. Adding zeros all over the place. Wow. <laughs> It's fine. That's why the show is doing so well. It's math. I I keep adding zeros to our numbers. It's fine. (laughs) So the arrangement was made that an employee of this company would toss the ransom money, like in a briefcase or whatever, huge bag that would contain 50 million yen. I actually don't know how much that would weigh or how big it would be. Yeah, you'd have to put it in like 50,000 yen notes. Yeah, I, well, they, the yeah. yen notes kind of come in big denominations. Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it was like a suitcase or something. Mm-hmm. So he would throw it onto a local train heading um, towards Kyoto when a white flag was displayed from a certain location. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, again, it sounds kind of like a teenager being like, oh, I see this in the movies. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So an investigator, a police investigator that was disguised as an employee of this company was following the drop instructions instead of actually sending an actual employee. That makes sense. Yeah. Again, it does, it does sound just like it's a movie, but fine, whatever. And he was following the instructions and he spotted a suspicious man who he said was observing him when he was riding the train to the drop spot. The man was described as a large, well-built man wearing sunglasses with his hair cut short and permed and, quote, eyes like those of a fox, Ooh. unquote. A fox-eyed man. How, did he yeah. ever, how was he able to see his eyes if the guy was wearing sunglasses? Listen, it's the, the how is not important. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> With so much of this story, the how is just not important. Uh, you how know, was he able to tell hey, this guy was observing him if right, he had sunglasses Right, on? exactly. I mean, you know, it comes back to a little bit, like, earlier, right, where we say, well, a deal was struck, but, like... Nobody had an address for the monster with 21 feet. No. You know, it's not like they could be, like, corresponding via letters. And it, at this point, you know, it's, you couldn't do encrypted email, so it wasn't, like, an anonymous email address or, like, an anonymous phone number, I assume. Anyways, as I said, the how is not important. Okay. So, this is the fox-eyed man. He is, uh, it's the videotaped man and the fox-eyed man are the two people who are kind of referred to as suspects. Yeah, these are our two main characters we know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the fox-eyed man on the train, too. Now, isn't it true that he um, he was sitting there staring at this cop the whole way, which is, by the way, not good tradecraft. And then and then it, they get to Kyoto, I think, and they, they both get off at the station. And then the, 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 the policeman eventually gets on the train going back to Osaka or wherever they were from. And this guy gets on the train with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, why yeah. at that point didn't the policeman arrest him? Well, the pl- he was still undercover, I guess. Uh, but there was another investigator. He had somehow communicated with the rest of his team. And he said, hey, there's this dude who's the fox-eyed man. And he's following me. So 
other investigators were assigned to follow the fox-eyed man, mm. and he evaded them because, of course, he did. Yeah, a, it's it's a, like it's this weird skullduggery. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a guy who is wearing sunglasses and staring at me. I've been on the train and I've been looking at somebody. Everybody going, Why is, is wearing... that guy staring at me? And then. Half an hour later, I realized that guy's actually asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just sitting there, spacing out, not paying attention, and then goes, oh, oh, man, I missed my stop. Oh, yeah. I got to go back. I got to go back two stops. Oh, man. Yeah. So I mean, this is simplifying the heck out of this, but. No, be. I mean, it's, it's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so police actually got, so they lost him that first time, right? But they got yeah. a second chance at the fox-eyed man. On November 14th of 1985, um, investigators were on their way to make a drop of more ransom money. Again, the how is just not important. Um, when they saw the fox-eyed man wearing a golf cap and dark glasses. Always the dark glasses. I'm not totally sure what a it's golf cap the- is? Uh, isn't that like what Tiger Woods wears? I don't know. That's a baseball that's cap. That's a baseball cap. Does he wear a baseball cap? A golf cap golf to cap me. is kind of like one of those sports caps like that's got the, the beret with a little bill. Yeah. Little yeah. That's basically yeah. to me that's what, what a golf cap it, is. It's like what you'd see too. on an Irish golf course. In my mind, that's true too. Okay. Um, so there was a cash delivery van that um, the investigators were tailing that continued to head towards the drop point where they were they were meant to drop the money inside a can under a piece of cloth so again like the spatial reasoning of this is not super clear in my mind but fine Uh whatever when the delivery van reached the drop point there was a white cloth sitting on the ground but no can as an as a result the investigative team was of course ordered to withdraw um, they aborted the whole thing. Yeah, they did, and they thought, oh, well, it's clearly just the fox-eyed man trying to evaluate the police response. Maybe. He's watching uh-huh. us. He was watching us. Well, actually, as it turns out, uh, like an hour before this botched drop, a local uh, patrol car had spotted a station wagon that had its engine running and its headlights off, um, and it was sitting uh, like 50 meters away from a white cloth um, that was suspended from a fence. Yeah. So, being a responsible officer of the law, officer of the law, officer Brown, officer of the law, he drove up to the station wagon and show like you know flash flashlight in in there, uh, and he revealed a quote thin cheeked man in his forties wearing a golf cap over his eyes and more telling a wireless receiver with headphones. Ooh, was he fox eyed? Yeah, I guess so. Sur- surprised by the policeman. The driver sped off with the police car following in pursuit until the station wagon lost him. I can I have never seen a high speed chase with a station, with a station wagon. wagon. I, know, <laughs> I know, right? Only in Japan. Grandpa in his woody station wagon outran the police. Yeah, it's the paddy uh, wagon, right? You do it like they do it in the movies, you know, you just have you have accomplices in other cars who, you know, roll in the way and block yeah. the cop and you yeah. get away. Yeah. So the station wagon, it turns out, was later found abandoned and it was discovered that it had been stolen earlier in that night. Um, inside the car was a radio transceiver um, that had apparently been eavesdropping on radio communications between police officers from six different prefectures, including Osaka, Kyoto, and Kobe, um, mm. which were the prefectures where for the drop the point. Drop point, and yeah. uh, and to be clear, a prefecture. Not everybody knows. I had to it's a prefect it is basically kind of a a county is yeah. an easy way to think yep, of it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. why, did, why would they leave their transceiver in the car? Well, you, I mean, you're running, right? I mean, you go quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's it's you know you're you're leaving everything behind. So uh, uh, I just got to get out of here. I suppose, but he shook his tail. Yeah, fox-eyed man got away again. Damn it! Once again. Once again. That again, rascal! I cannot emphasize. I cannot emphasize enough how like improbable all of this <laughs> yeah really. and we're about to get a little more improbable yeah uh so in august of 1985 the police superintendent of uh shiga prefecture is that how you would say that i don't know yeah the shiga prefect yeah yeah, yeah and the only name he was given was yamamoto um and he committed suicide by setting himself on fire not the way I would do it. Not the way I would do no. it. No. No. No, that's uh that's a bad way to go. Yeah. And it was speculated I'm pretty sure it was speculation. I don't think he like left a note or like told anybody. I um, think you're right. My my impression is that it was 
speculated that it was because he was unable to solve the mystery of who the monster with 21 faces was. That's kind of like taking your job a little too seriously. A little too seriously. But that's that's actually very, um, that's very indicative of Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. is personal. It is my fault that I can't solve this. And in a way, in Japanese culture, it's your fault that some of these things happen. Like you take on a certain level of responsibility and, and guilt, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, yeah. mm-hmm. for why these things are going on. Yeah. That's that's a bit of the way their culture works. So I, I can see it. I don't uh, understand it. No, I don't either. But I know that that's how some of that works. Yeah, so just a couple days after Yamamoto's uh, suicide, the monster with 21 faces sent uh, what would end up being the final message to the media. They sent it to the media. And I, I'm going to read it, and I super apologize if I end up sounding like an, a bad anime character. All right, Sailor Moon, let's have it. I'll read it. Yamamoto of Shiga Prefecture Police died. How stupid of him. We've got no friends or secret hidings in Shiga. It's Yoshito or Shigita. Yoshino. Yoshino or Shikita? Yeah. It's Yoshino or Shikita who should have died. What have they been doing uh, for as long as one year and five months? Don't let bad guys like us get away with it. There are many more fools who want to copy us. No career Yamamoto died like a man. So we decided to give our condolences. We decided to forget about torturing food-making companies. If anyone blackmails any of the food-making companies, it's not us but somebody copying us. We are bad guys. That means that we've got more to do other than bullying companies. It's fun to lead a bad man's life. Monster with 21 faces. No. Have you guys watched Axe Cop ever? Axe Cop? <laughs> yeah. No. That just sounds like Axe Cop to me. It totally is Axe Cop. And for reference, now, Axe Cop is written by a five-year-old. Joe, yeah, you, yeah, no, I've you heard know about, who Axe Cop yeah, is. Yeah, no, I've heard about five. Now, now is, that, is that an animated thing? Or is it's that, a, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a, a, co- a faux comic yeah. series. Yes. It like, it's not a comic strip, though? Or it's like no. a comic book? or It's it's a faux. It's not on the internet only, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's totally bogus. It's totally... Yeah, I remember, I remember yes. we looked we looked at some of the some of the stuff, and yeah, yeah. it's like this this guy's kid is like or his little brother it's or something like brother, that. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. So Axe Cop, but that's exactly I mean, what that sounds like to me. Yeah, it's like a five year old writing a letter from bad guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Uh, you know, and and I know that we're uh, we're we're done with the story at this point, right? Pretty much. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, much okay. it. Okay, so here's here's my one thing about the story that really bothers me is I've done some reading on the Japanese police and and their justice system, mm-hmm. and I'm not and the stories that I've read focus on Tokyo, but I mean this is kind of deals with the entire system as a whole. They always had, up until about the turn of this century, they had an amazing record for solving crimes. Do you know why they had an amazing record for solving crimes? Why? Because they cherry-picked what they were going to solve. In other words, if you came up and said, oh my God, my brother disappeared. Oh, well, your brother's probably a drug user, so we don't care. And then my brother was found dead in an alley two days later. Well, your brother was obviously a drug user, so we don't have to investigate that he overdosed. It's his fault. Like they have this weird mentality of if it's not an obvious answer, then we're not going to investigate it. Therefore, our numbers look really good. Mm -hmm. They also have this weird thing where they will only take on cases where they think they can get the culprit and their entire judicial system in terms of prosecution at that time hinges upon a confession. So if I get somebody in the box, as they would say, so I get them in the room to confess, to, to interrogate them, they will interrogate somebody until they finally confess. And if somebody doesn't confess, they don't get it. There's been cases where people are like, I'm not going to confess to this crime. I didn't do the crime. And they don't understand it because it's sort of that cultural thing. Like you're actually partially responsible, even if you're not involved. So your brother, let's say, is a drug user. Well, that's actually kind of your fault. So you should kind of take some culpability for that. So they have this weird cultural bias where they will only go after certain things. And because of that, I'm not going to say that they're inept, 
but they're very slow footed mm-hmm. and they're not quick on the draw. They're not creative in how they'll look at problems. Mm. So I know that what they probably did, if this is in my mind, like let's say uh, Glico, that's the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Izakiah. Yeah. They probably looked at him and they put him in the box and they said, okay, what did you do? What did you do that's your fault that you got abducted? And why did what did you do wrong? And you should take some responsibility. And now they, they run this weird circular logic process. And they, I mean, this is very condensed. This is a very condensed issue with their, their investigative process, Mm -hmm. but they do some really weird things and they, they cannot think outside of an extremely small box, which is what I have a lot of problems with a case that took a year and a half and they had lead none. I mean, other than finding blatantly labeled candies on a shelf mm. and a videotape and the supposed fox-eyed man. Wow. There wasn't anything they found. Well, I mean, so... they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't cast a they net were... that we know of. So actually, that's a very interesting thing that you would say. Um, there actually are a couple theories from people around. I, you know, again, they're maybe not like the most substantiated theories, mm-hmm. but they are very interesting. Um, oh, and, yeah, no, I, I, I like the theories, but I just, I want to put that out to people that I think that maybe they didn't really pursue this as a solid case because they didn't want to. Mm. They, they pursued it because they had to. Sure. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's got a lot of publicity. So yeah, so it's not an it. easy to solve case, so, ah, oh, crap. Well, no, were, I gotta work right. on and this I mean, thing on Monday. Much, they didn't have anything to go on, really. Right. I mean, and, re- yeah. I mean, truly, like, the monster with 21 faces for, like, how horrible they were. They knew how to work the police system. They knew that the police weren't mm-hmm. gonna investigate it if they weren't sending things to the media, if they weren't doing something super public. And that's, yeah, I think that's a good point, is that yeah. they wouldn't do anything that they knew they couldn't work around. I mean, obviously they were playing for fools. I mean, obviously hey, look they what were. I, look at the typewriter I used. Woohoo! And they were, and you know, they like look at how dumb you are. Like, oh, we're bad men. Don't let us get away with it. Ha ha ha! Oh, mock, mock, oh, mock. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But if they're so bad, so like, here's a quote from there. Now we decided to, to forget about torturing food making companies. Um, we are bad guys. Yeah. Why did they decide to forget about torturing food making companies? Did they get paid off by well, every single one of them? So actually, this is this. Is, I think they did. I think so. There's a couple theories here. Right? All right. Well, let's let's run into we'll your just theories because my 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 tirade is done. Yeah, there aren't oh, there aren't a whole <laughs> lot of them. One of them is uh, do you know you do you guys know um, um. Shun... Am Shinrikyo? Yeah. Or Am Shinrikyo? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know him? I know who they are, yes. Yeah, so this I is I can't a, pronounce it, but I know who they are. Yeah, a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, truly a cult that um, carried out what I think has been dubbed the most horrific attack in Japan since uh, the World War II. World since War the A-bomb II was dropped. Bomb, yeah, basically... And it was the 1995 sarin gas attacks in the Which Japanese is subway. Friggin' terrible. It was terrible. So sarin yeah. essentially kills you within one to five minutes of you. Nasty stuff. Yeah, I it mean, just it just paralyzes your lungs. Yeah, you, you suffocate. Yeah. So uh, what what happened was it was these the kind of like religious nuts uh, who were part of this cult. The fanatics. Yeah, they were fanatics, and they tried to do this attack. It ended up being kind of botched, which was good. It ended up being much better than it could have been. I think Smaller. it only killed it only killed like twenty people. I think, and it could have been a much larger but it, scale. It seriously injured. It like temporarily blinded a hundred people or something like that. Yeah. you know, and like many, 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 many people That's why were I stay hospitalized. Out of yeah, so they just like put buckets of this stuff next to subways as they were going by. You know, they could have been really, really terrifying and gotten on subway cars and mm-hmm. opened this stuff up, and they would have killed. Thousands of people, probably. In the sarin gas, that was in 95? It was in 1995. So actually, it turns out that this cult was 
founded in 1984, uh, which is the same year that the monster with 21 faces attack started happening. Shin, the, the cult is Shinriku, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And uh, that's a whole different... If you're interested in that, Google it. It's a story in and of itself. Oh, yeah. That's oh, big, yeah. It's yeah it's, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of information. There. But there is that theory circulating around. One of the other theories is that the fox-eyed man was actually um, a famed Yakuza member named Manabu Mi- Mi- Miyazaki. His alibi is apparently checked out. It doesn't ever say what his alibis were. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure that the police in that time period would necessarily, like, super pressure a member of the Yakuza. Well, and, and again, you remember my complaint about the Japanese police system? Mm-hmm. Is that the, the stories that I've, I've dealt I've read in that have been deep investigative stories is that I say, no, I was on holiday at this place. And they go, oh... Okay, thank you very much. And they never double-check. Right. They never double-checked people's alibis. Just, oh, no, I said I was here. Oh, well, of course you wouldn't lie to the police. Yeah, why would you? Why would you lie to the police? Yeah. So, actually, um, I think the Yakuza theory is is, it's pretty popular, and and I kind of like it. I think extortion is kind of one of their specialties. It is Mm -hmm. one of their specialties. It could have been just, like, a small fringe group. And as it turns out, um, the attack stopped right when there was this huge mob war in Japan. In, like, the late 1985 kind of time period, there was this huge mob war that broke out. So, you know, ostensibly, if somebody were doing a side project of, hey, we're going to go attack all of these companies just for fun, you know, it kind of reads that whole, like, we're bad men, ha, 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 taunting mm-hmm. part of the Yakuza mob that that person could have been killed or it could have you know, just not been feasible to spend the time to do the side project of attacking the confectionery producer companies or whatever. So I kind of like that theory. I think it's quite interesting. Well, and that that actually lends to, I don't remember, I was listening to some story recently that was dealing with some of these guys in Japan in kind of that time frame mm-hmm. who were trying to be basically bad bikers. And they were like, we're bad biker gang. Yeah, we're going to do all this stuff. Except it was kind of this game of one-upmanship. How close could I get to the line before I walked away, before I actually crossed that line? And suddenly consequences go on and I can't, I can't pull back from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a, a bad guy. And I get to this point and then, oh, this is getting a little too real. We, yeah. put these, we put these poisons out and they found them and it's getting a little too creepy. Okay, we're going to actually back off because I well, don't it, actually want to be an outlaw. It might be that, yeah, when the, uh, somebody finally died, the, the policeman had committed suicide, that, that might have. Yeah, it, it, no, 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 this no. game is not what it was before. Yeah. It's no longer fun. Now, let me ask you this. The, yeah. uh, so they threatened in the original, the, the original extortion attempt was with Glico. Mm-hmm. And they threatened to put cyanide-laced bags of candy on the supermarket shelves. And they pulled all those and they went through them. Did they find any that had been laced with poison? Not as far as I know. So the only one that got laced with poison was the second, the second target. As, as far as I know, and that and that could be Moridaga. false information. Yeah. Um, but they 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 said, "Yep, there's stuff on the shelves." So Glico pulled all that stuff, and then once they put all their stuff, all their product back on the shelves after they had like gone through it or whatever, the threat came in. Oh, yeah, you're putting that back on the shelves? Great, because we actually have a bunch of that stuff that's been tampered with that we're just going to stick on the shelves, too. Mm-hmm. But they never... But as far as I know... It was never released that they found tampered That's as far as I know, batch. but I, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, totally yeah. possible it that was they After did. they forgave Glico, then then that was when they found the stuff that had been laced with sodium cyanide, which yeah. was the Morinaga yeah. candy. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of their notes, let's see, one of this one's you seem to be at a loss, so why not let us help you? We'll give you a clue. We entered the factory by the front gate. Does that mean, are, they, are they basically saying, hey, we work at the company? Yeah. We, we work there. And maybe. And they're, they're, you know, or I'm a, a delivery fun. guy. Or I'm fun. a security guard. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. hard yeah. to tell, right? It's a million people that go in and out of the front gate so of a factory a of every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of um, the the only other little tidbit that I found kind of interesting was that, you know, the statute of limitations on the kidnapping and the poisoning ran out in 2000. Mm-hmm. And actually shortly after that, the Japanese media started saying, oh, it was North Korea. 
Sorry. It's not... Uh, <laughs> What? I mean, yeah, really? North Korea. Well, I mean, to be fair, like North Korea is a place that like when when found to be tunneling under a border with South Korea, they just went in and painted all the walls of their tunnels black. And they were like, no, it was coal. We were looking for coal. Look, see all that black stuff? It's coal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not going to say that this... Because you don't like, know what coal is, but we know what coal is. We know is. what coal is. It's black stuff on the wall. Yeah. So I'm not going to say like for 100%... That this would be above the North Koreans, but no. I'm also not gonna say, yeah, it was definitely North Korea because that just seems silly, uh, and like they they would have really nothing to gain from it. Well, well yeah, they would. They gain money. I mean, I mean well, potentially, North, but I, I mean, North Korea is short of funds. If you're gonna launch some kind of espionage, whether it be corporate or international, I, I mean that that just opens the gates right there. For what? For anybody. It could have been us. It could have been the, the U.S. government that was screwing with them. Well, it could have been, you know, the Soviets that were messing with them. It could have been, a, you know, um, an Australian c- candy well, company who was trying uh, to make it in. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I think competitors, that might be one thing. But I mean, but I'm if, just if, saying, if you're it, saying it, that it's a, in terms of countries, I mean, but it, North it Korea has an, North Korea is, no, it doesn't. I mean, North Korea is, there, is unique. They're especially loony and gangster-like. They are the kinds of guys who would do this. Australia would never do this. The government of Australia. You don't, it's okay. possible. What, what, but this is what almost about like, China? Would China not do this? China doesn't need to do this. Korea is okay, short well, on cash. They're perpetually why, short on cash. Why wouldn't, they don't have an economy why wouldn't any of. other country? Why wouldn't the British do this? If they're trying to get in there to sell products there, uh-huh, for, uh-huh. or they have some loony sanction they're, they're, they're pushing for some reason. I mean, I'm just saying, oh, yeah. if we're going to open up the, the fold to that... Why focus just on Korea? Because it could be anybody. Because this is so goofy. This sounds like a black ops operation on well, mushrooms. Well, no. I mean, essentially, the reason I don't think it's Korea is like uh, Korea is they're uniquely gangsterish and irresponsible. What Korea, what North Korea would have done if they'd been behind this is they wouldn't have set any notes. They would have poisoned candy, killed a bunch of kids, and then after that was all over the news, then they would have like they, they said, "Hey, it's us, North Korea. We did it." And if you don't want it to happen again, uh, you're just going to send us suitcases full of gold and cash because we, want, <laughs> because we like that. That's essentially what they do now. I'm sorry, I just love that whole like the idea of like, "Hey, it's us, North Korea. Yep, we killed a bunch of kids." Yeah, that's right. Hey, but, no, that's the kind of stuff that they the, do. The, Those guys are psychos. The industrious leader said to do this, yeah, or whatever well, yeah, they call him. Yeah, the glorious leader. I mean, we're we're, we're we're way off track here. We're being super offensive at this. No, no. Well, no, it's not super offensive, but I'm just saying it's not super offensive because they don't get our podcast. If it's yeah, if, <laughs> if we're gonna open up the door to espionage of any kind. Well, this isn't espionage. Then, this well, is just blackmail. Well, yeah. corporate espionage or blackmail, then then that opens the door to anybody because nobody stood out as a suspect, which means everybody could be guilty. I think we generally well, assume that like corporations, as corrupt as they are, are not psycho enough. As can be. They, yeah, I wouldn't say corporations are, be. but they can. Yeah, they're as not. They but, yeah, yeah, but. but they're not psycho enough to either actually poison a bunch of candy or even like say they're going to poison a bunch yeah. of candy. I mean, you know, just like the tub of hydrochloric acid itself Mm-hmm. speaks of something actually psycho. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a pretty psycho that's thing nutty. to do. Um, so I, there aren't good answers. But so to this day, nobody knows who, who did it. the monster mm-hmm. with 21 faces is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, the cryptic notes, you know. The they're... monster with 21 faces of Matt Damon. Yeah, or the phantom Matt with Damon. 21 faces. Yeah. Sorry, that's a that's a uh, a Wilfred reference. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, do you guys have episode. a favorite theory on this one? Not that there are really theories. <sighs> yeah, I, I I think that Joe and I have both argued, you know, some of the, the basic mm-hmm. theories. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that it's the guys who did the sarin gas that doesn't seem like their uh, their can of worms because they seem oh. pretty fanatical. Yeah, they probably would have just poisoned a bunch of kids. Although yeah. it was, you yeah. know, it would have been 11 years before, right? It would have been the very... So that was their... Well, but you would think that... Groups and people who do that kind of behavior, they have a a cyclical buildup. So I do one small thing to another bigger thing to another bigger thing. But you would think that we would heard of all these things, whereas that group, 
The sarin gas was just like, they just dropped that bomb. No pun intended. They didn't work up to it. And you would think that in that 11-year period between the two, they would have done something else. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think it was them. There's no reason. No, I don't There's think no it was them. But I, was them. I don't know who did it. But, well, yeah, I think that you know, I, what would be interesting to find out is how many other... Uh, companies got blackmailed by this whole thing. But we'll never find that out. I think it was probably, I think as far as I can tell, it was three or four. Yeah, but I mean, mean, seriously, it could have been a whole lot more than that. It could have been way more. Yeah, Yeah. it could have been lots, lots more. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll never know. I I, I don't think it was the Norks, but you know, I wouldn't put it past them. You know, they're they're disgusting little gangsters. Yeah, sure. Joe loves North Korea. Yeah. So, I guess... But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Yeah, the, yeah, the Fox side man. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, right. that's him. He, he was. I say it was the videotape man. Okay. Yeah. Can uh, you guys say that in your anime? How do you voices? know they're not the same person? They though all that. Say it in the what? Your anime voices. Well, I don't. Ha- I don't have an anime voice. Yu-Gi-Oh! It was the Fox side man. Ha ha! It was clearly the Fox side man. Oh, okay. Ha ha. Aha. No. Okay. Wow. Okay, that was good. Uh, Can we stop now before we just make? Bigger fools of ourselves. Yes, we yeah. Can. So, um, we're honestly all rummy here. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't solve this one, although we, we we're still suspicious about North Korea. <laughs> Joe is at least. Yeah. So all of the links for this um, are, of course, on our website, which you may be listening to us on. Uh, that website is, as always, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You may also be listening to us on iTunes. I don't know. I'm not the boss of tracking these sort of things. We have, we have people a boss? for that. Well, no, we have people for that. Oh. Uh, so uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a comment and a rating. We like hearing from you guys. Um, find us on Facebook. We have the group and the fan page. Yes. So you can like us and friend us. Tell us lots of stuff. We're very uh, friendly. We're pretty good at sharing stuff. I forgot to say, you can always stream us on Stitcher if it's Thursday and you realized a show came out and you didn't download us. Just stream us right from Stitcher. Also, you can send us an email if you, you know, are the monster with 21 faces or know who that person is or those people. I don't know. Or if you just have a question. We've been getting lots of awesome, interesting questions, discussions coming Philosophical. Yeah, I had a very interesting conversation with a listener recently about aliens. If they exist, where are they? Why haven't we found them? Doesn't matter. Anyways, so that email address is, as always, thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. So that's it. Um, I guess we're gonna monster mash on out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're a yakuza, please don't kill us. Um, and if you're the monster, of course we want to hear from you. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. I really want some pocky now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's good, huh? Just we just gotta hope that we don't get any of the potassium cyanide stuff. Uh, no, actually, it's chalky and gross. But let's have some anyway. Mm. Yeah, uh, I do want some candy. Let's... Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Toodaloo, everybody.